Blog Talk Radio. Shotgun with me tonight, TJ Smith. TJ, thanks for hopping on, man. No problem. Yeah, it's a. It is a Wednesday, the seventeenth day of October, twenty twelve. Elections screaming down on us, and it's funny. TJ and I were just having a conversation right before we went on air. We actually got cut off by the by the person prompting us that we were about to go live. But uh, we did have a really interesting conversation, and I and I really want to get into this because it was one of the topics that I wanted to talk about. So. TJ, let's launch into exactly what you and I were just discussing. Yeah, you know, we talked about a little bit about the debates, and we're going to break that down here in in a moment. And and as you guys saw from the post today on Facebook, the um, basically the topic for the show today is we're going to try to cover a bunch of different aspects, but we're also going to cover how it looks like the general public, you know, myself excluded, TJ excluded, and a lot of other people excluded as well. Probably the majority of my listeners. The majority of um, people that that read newspapers, but uh, what you're finding is that the majority of the public is disconnected from what reality is. Nor they don't even typically read the newspaper, and I've got an article about that. I want to touch on that in a minute. Nor do they even look at the news. And then TJ got in, and I got into a discussion um, right before we came on air about um, about just the presidency in general and, and what we've seen out of this. Out of this debate, and and I don't care who you're for, if you're for Mitt Romney or if you're for Obama, I think that, you know, TJ, you brought up a, a really valid point as far as the respect level that that our president has received in this administration has received. Some of it really warranted, but some of it not so warranted. It it really is becoming, it's really becoming a divided nation, and that's not what we need. So TJ, tell me or tell the tell the audience really briefly what you and I were discussing and and what you you know what your take was as far as you know the office of the presidency and how Barack Obama is somehow is somehow now a target for all these either cheap shots or he's a target for for just a I guess a um, I guess race baiting is the best way to describe it. So you know talk yeah. about talk to the audience about. What you and I were getting into before, and and about um, you know, obviously race baiting is everywhere, and I'll talk to everybody about what I saw on CNN. But let's, you know, I'm going to give you the floor, man. Tell tell the audience what your thoughts were and, and what's going through your mind about, um, and then we'll get into the Mitt Romney threats and, and and about how that's it's just really stupid. So go ahead. President or not, good and bad, no matter what color, you still are president, and you still hold that position, and I believe that one should always be treated with the respect. I mean, plain and simple. I mean, good or bad. And the thing is that I have actually noticed that uh, President Obama, okay, now I don't agree with him on a lot of issues, but he is still the president of the U.S. And at the end of the day, he is still, um, over his course of his four years, he has been pretty much disrespected more just because, um, I believe, just because he is black. And the thing is that um, when you actually get inside Washington D.C. and you get a, and when you get up into the higher ups, um, a lot of the money, of course, is controlled by white people, and a lot of these people still don't like the fact that we have had a black president, and that's why you have actually seen him been um, um, really uh, mistreated him and his cabinet um, by these individuals. Yeah, and and you're exactly right, and and you know what, it really was. If you look at it just from a, a thirty thousand foot perspective, it really was a tough thing to come into because any way you slice it, being the first black president of the United States, you know that you are a galvanizing figure more than any other figure that we've ever had in that office. And and you're and you're basically, you know, throwing yourself out there and you know that let's face it, once once the population, TJ, and once 
I think once humanity itself gets over the entire, and I know it's going to be very difficult, and it probably will never happen because look at what goes on in the Middle East. It's just like, but once we can get over the whole thing of race and nationality and colors, you know, once we can get over all of that, then it just really boils down to the person, and and that's where we need to go as a society. But when you have organizations and outlets like CNN. And I, I flipped to it this afternoon because, TJ, you and I, when I called you at like 5 o'clock today, I wanted some confirmation from you because I know you got your you know, your know ear to the ground on stuff as well. But I went home to, to turn on CNN to see what was going on with the news because I had a friend of mine give me a call, and it was really kind of creeping me out. So I was watching CNN, and they were talking about the debates, and they were talking about you know people's reaction to the debates. And – there were comments that they were reading, and TJ, I would say that 80, 80% of the comments had some sort of racial tie to it. Mm-hmm. Now, guys, this is on us as citizens. As soon as you make it about race, you best believe that this prostitute media is going to run with it because you know what it's going to do? It galvanizes people. It gets ratings, and that's what they want. They want ratings. They want you to tune in. They don't care if you know squat. All they I want mean, is but, you to tune in and buy their products. But like I said before, America was actually America was actually founded on racial discrimination. Yeah, I, it, I mean, I'm saying when when you go back to its core, um, um, even even when you go back to the whole thing of Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, I mean, and, I mean they, America has always been founded upon racial discrimination. So, but that's the but that's the way in, it's it's the way in every culture. I mean it's it, it's I mean you go back to every culture, every empire, any any and that's that's just the I don't know what it is in human well, no, culture. No, I, think it, I, don't, I think it so I think it I think it boils down nation. to like go ahead. But not every nation was founded on racial discrimination, murder, bribery, and theft. A lot of nations. Yes, they had that, but they was not founded on that. Yeah, America, we were conquered. Yeah, the the Native Americans were conquered, yeah, and then America that, was founded yeah. on that. Lands were stolen, people enslaved, people was robbed, people yeah. were killed and raped. This is is the foundation of America. So if we fast forward all these hundreds of years later, there is no surprise that we still see it today. Because, like I said, um, just like KRS once said, you would never have peace <laughs> on stolen land. No, and and I think that. So, do you think that that what I said last week kind of rings true, and that the culture of corruption that the United States has seen over you know since the twenties, even before then, and you know, corruption's always been there, but. You know, out of you know, out of control corruption with the bootlegging and all of that stuff, and then you get government involved with it. Do you think that it's just it's just in our somewhere in our DNA there's this culture of of just corruption and and hatred towards our fellow man, and then and then we talk about how we're such a freedom loving country and liberty loving country. And I don't mean to start the show on a somber note, but but guys, we have to rise above this stuff. And TJ and I talk about this all the time. It's like, you know, why do they preach? Why do they preach hate? Why do they preach, you know, race? Why do they preach all these things? And, and it's there to divide the population. Because well, if we get the population, short, if we get the population together, and all look at the people that are really causing all these troubles and stirring up all these troubles, then then it's game over for them. But as long as they keep everybody infighting with one another. Then, then it's just. I mean, the casino's open. They can just walk in and take all the chips off the table if they want. I mean, but to me, I think it's a double-edged sword because you know, like you were saying that you know, you said America is founded on freedom, freedom. But if you go back, and and the thing is, I have to keep on going back inside history because history always repeats itself. When you look at when you look at when my people were actually slaves, when black people were actually slaves. It clearly stated inside the Declaration of Independence that every man is cre- is created equal. But yet again, though that was written inside 1776, you still have black slaves after that time period, and we were not seen as equal. So there you have the Declaration of Independence sitting as this huge declaration to the world what America is, but yet they did not honor it in terms of 
They don't um, honor it in terms of the yeah. way that we see humanity today. We see humanity as every individual having equal rights. Woman, man, black, white, brown, green, purple. That's the way that we see it. And you're exactly right. It wasn't it wasn't worded that way. And if you want to get into technicalities, we can we can talk about, you know, eighteen seventy one and all that stuff. But but what we're getting at here, folks, and what the what the crux of the issue is, is that it is not going to do us any good to death threat Mitt Romney. It's not going to do us any good to talk bad about the president because all that does, if you guys study, if you guys open up your mind and go and watch um, a couple of documentaries that are on um, my uh, We Are Not Cattle TV channel, and TJ actually introduced me to these about um, positive energy and things things like that. And if you watch or if you read the book The Secret or if you watch that movie, I highly recommend it because it it basically shows that what you put into the universe, you get out. And so what you see here is that the levers of control are starting to push all the negative stuff. They want to push all this negative stuff because the more that they can get us in fighting with one another, TJ, the more e – the easier it's going to be to bring about you know, their little goal. And I don't know if you guys subscribe to this theory or not. But the one world government is here, guys. The UN, the one world government, it's here. It's in the shadows. It's waiting for us. And the only thing that it's waiting for is the United States to fall. And all of our founders had put this thing in place. Like TJ said, hey, they weren't perfect. You know, they were slave owners. There were there were some really nasty guys there. But you know what? They they understood the moral compass of humanity and they understood what it would take to create a free society. And they put checks and balances in there. He put the First Amendment in there so everybody could have free speech, and you couldn't get a monarch running around chopping people's heads off when he says the emperor is not wearing any clothes. And then they said, well, if that fails and they start really oppressing speech, we'll give them the Second Amendment. And the Second Amendment, guys, is not for hunting, and it's not for – TJ, what is the Second Amendment for? Literally, what is the Second Amendment the for? The Second Amendment is basically for is, is if – any foreign invaders was to come to the U.S. or if there was to be a tyrant to actually raise up inside the United States that we, the people, would actually have the guns and the munitions to be able to defeat them. Right, and because we were founded on a nation of militia, we weren't founded on yeah. a nation of a standing army. The people were the army, and that's what it boils down to. Remember, guys, this is we the people. This is a... This is a republic. This isn't a democracy. And I try to say that a lot because you're going to hear the mainstream media and everything talk about how great democracy is. No, no, no. No, we get due process in a trial. Even though the NDAA says we don't, we still do. So now just perfect segue for that. Let's play – or I'm going to play the clip on gun control, and I want you to hear the two different sides of the story, but it's the same story, guys. Mitt Romney was for gun control. Mitt Romney was for ban of semi-autos. These are the two of the same guys. Basically, they're given scripts, and it's like, here, you follow this script. This is hardcore gun control. And TJ, I don't know if Mitt Romney's for gun control or not, but he makes really valid points within this debate talking about how that, that fully automatic weapons are already banned in the United States. You have to give a license, which basically in order to get a mm -hmm. fully automatic weapon, you have to register – with the FBI to get the license. So they know who's got the fully automatic weapons. Mm -hmm. So this is a straw man argument that they build up, and I want to give you guys some background information about how they chose these so-called open forum questions. They had to submit these questions, and then the moderator gets to choose them. And as you can see throughout the debate, they, they choose the softball questions that are going to show that are going to show one candidate in a better light than the other one. You know, much like the first debate where Mitt Romney came out swinging and, and everybody talked about how aggressive he was. And TJ, you and I both know that this is just – it's just political theater. Yeah. So here here is the gun control. But what we want to discuss is – we want to discuss the – not the vernacular, but what they're saying in these messages. Because these are messages to the American people, not only to the American people, but these are messages to their donors and their supporters on, hey – you know, I'm going to get this done for you. So here, here's the clip. It's a little bit long, TJ, but I want your breakdown on the backside. So here you go. In 2008, you stated you wanted to keep AK-47s out of the hands of criminals. What has your administration done or planned to do to limit the availability of assault weapons? 
If we're a nation that believes in the Second Amendment, and I believe in the Second Amendment, you know, we've got a long tradition of hunting and sportsmen uh, and people who want to make sure they can protect themselves. But there have been too many instances during the course of my presidency where I've had to comfort families who've lost somebody, most recently out in Aurora. You know, just uh, a couple of uh, weeks ago, actually probably about a month, uh, I saw a mother who I'd met at the bedside of her son who had been shot in that theater. And her son had been shot through the head. And we spent some time and we said a prayer. And remarkably, about two months later, this young man and his mom showed up. And he looked unbelievable. Good as new. But there were a lot of families who didn't have that good fortune. And whose sons or daughters or husbands didn't survive. So my belief is that, A, we have to enforce the laws we've already got, make sure that we're keeping guns out of the hands of criminals, those who are mentally ill. We've done a much better job in terms of background checks, but we've got more to do when it comes to enforcement. But I also share your belief that weapons that were designed for soldiers in war theaters don't belong on our streets. And so what I'm trying to do is to get a broader conversation about how do we reduce the violence generally. Part of it is seeing if we can get an assault weapons ban reintroduced, but part of it is also looking at other sources of the violence. Because frankly, in my hometown of Chicago, there's an awful lot of violence. and They're not using AK-47s, they're using cheap handguns. And so what can we do to intervene to make sure that young people have opportunity, that our schools are working, that if there's violence on the streets, that working with faith groups and law enforcement, we can catch it before it gets out of control. And so what I want is a, is a comprehensive strategy. Part of it is seeing if we can get automatic weapons that kill folks in amazing numbers out of the hands of criminals and the mentally ill. But part of it is also going deeper and seeing if we can get into these communities and making sure we catch violent impulses before they occur. Governor Romney, the question is about assault weapons, AK-47s. Yeah, I, I'm not in favor of new pieces of legislation on, on guns and, and taking guns away or, or making certain guns illegal. We, of course, don't want to have automatic weapons, and that's already illegal in this country to have automatic weapons. What, what I will do is the president mentioned towards the end of his remarks there, which is to make enormous efforts to enforce the gun laws that we have and to change the culture of violence we have. And you ask, how are we going to do that? And there are a number of things. He mentioned good schools. I totally agree. We were able to drive our schools to be number one in the nation in my state. And I believe if we do a better job in education, we'll, we'll give people the, the hope and opportunity they deserve and perhaps less violence from that. But let me mention another thing, and that is parents. We need moms and dads helping raise kids wherever possible. The, the benefit of having two parents in the home, and that's not always possible. A lot of great single moms, single dads. But, gosh, to tell our kids that before they have babies, they ought to think. I mean, TJ, that he sounds like he's been listening to you talk on the show. I mean, you talked about that before. That's where it starts, man. It starts at the home. It doesn't start with yeah. it doesn't start with government regulations. It doesn't no. start with any of that stuff. <laughs> if you let your kids from the age of eight go down there and play Call of Duty and they can't understand the difference between murking somebody on a video game and murking somebody in real life, they're going to use you know the disassociation method, and they're going to. I mean, it's it's going to be just no joke for them to go out and just pop somebody. And I mean, what are your what are your thoughts? It's like you said before, I have said that on the show many times before. I mean, even when we had that caller call, when I said that it starts at home. It, I mean, it really do. It starts at home. But um, and something that I think that we are seeing, we are seeing a lack of parenting. But like I said before, um, the United States is a nation of violence. Yeah, and, and point blank and simple. You can't you can't get past that. I mean, like the U.S. Like I said, the U.S. was founded on violence. The U.S. is a violent nation. Every so many years, we always have a major war. War is an engine.
changing here inside the U.S. Well, it's yeah. the military-industrial complex, yeah, and we yeah. talk about it all the time. And it's it's tough for people like yourself and myself that don't want this stuff. I mean, why do I mean, why why would why do I want a culture of violence? Why do I want to glorify this stuff? And, and it's not that it's not that I don't think that people can handle it. And here, here, TJ, here, here is the perfect example. Okay, this will show you where people get their information from. Mm-hmm. Number one, and number two, what's important in society here in the United States. So I'm sure you heard about this. This was an article that came out of the uh, CBS Houston is the first one that I could find, and the headline reads, Less than a quarter of Americans read newspapers. Now, granted, I don't read any newspapers. I read on my computer screen or I read on my smartphone, mm-hmm. but I probably read anywhere from 25 to 35 news articles a day because I'm a news junkie. That's what I, I, I'm into it because I'm into, I'm into reality. I want to know what's going on. I don't want to go and suspend disbelief mm-hmm. and, and sit there and, 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 and watch the TV all night and, and think that just because um, Kim Kardashian gets a new pair of shoes that, that my life's fulfilled, you know. So it says that only 29% of Americans have read a newspaper yesterday, and it says – and just 23% are reading print newspaper. And so – and it says that it's a drop from 41% to um, to 23%, and that's, and that's from 2004. So what's going on, TJ? Why are people – is it that people just don't want to be informed and they want to suspend disbelief and live in their own private world and and just think that that's a that's a protection to them? I mean, when you look back inside history inside the United States, um, early on inside the U.S., the U.S. was actually more family oriented. Over the course of time, you have actually seen the breakup of families, and now what we have today is people who only really care about themselves. But that's what the and and. Guys, this is not conspiracy theory. This is an actual group. Go look it up. In 1776, the Bavarian Illuminati said that that was their goal, was it not, TJ? To break up yeah, a family, abolish up, yeah. religion, and and that way that you could get the individual isolated by themselves, and individuals are easier to control than, than the collective. Now, the Bavarian Illuminati got broken up back in France um, right before they were able to proceed with their quote-unquote master plan. But that's a side issue. You know, that's that's real mainline history. Go look it up and read about it and read about these people that get together and, and scheme this stuff. These are this, this stuff goes on, people. There's I mean, a reason you, that you see this stuff on TV. There's a there's a reason behind a lot of things that you see, subliminal messages. Go ahead, TJ. I mean, you know, so what you have seen is um uh, marriages was actually strong intact. But over the course of time, these marriages have become broken. Families have become broken. And so the only thing people care about now is themselves. Right. And, you only, and when you only care about yourselves, you actually lose that strength because there is strength inside numbers. And so then when you stop caring about your fellow neighbor and when you stop caring about the world itself, then you actually lose part that you are a part of this world. And every other person inside this world make up this world. So if something happened to one individual, it can affect you as well. That's something that people don't understand because uh, our culture today has actually uh, been corrupted and has actually been dumbed down. I mean, it is sad when you have kids who can freaking name military weapons just mm-hmm. from playing Call of Duty. They know attachments. I mean, right. I'm, if you ever had been on Xbox Live, mm-hmm. you will play with young kids. Kids. People kids. Like 20. Yeah. That can tell you what type of weapon to use, what attachments to go with it, but they can't even tell you what is the first or the fifth amendment of the Bill of Rights. Yeah, it's it's, and it's that's problem. what it is. It's <laughs> this has been a systematic destruction of our culture, guys. This is this is not a fluke. This is not something that's, you know, you guys can call me a conspiracy theorist all you want, but just look around you. I mean, this is systematically no, destruction. That does not happen for a reason. I'm, I'm I'm telling you that there is a reason why the culture hasn't broken down. People saying, okay, well, it's new generations. No, well, what influenced those generations? Right. What are the what are these engines? That are driving our culture of entertainment. Who are behind these engines? Right before, it, all right. So let's let's take a let's take a little deep dive here. So let's think about this, guys. Let's think about it back into the you know the twenties and and twenties and thirties is a good example. 
Uh, they used to call them picture shows. That was when they had silent movies and stuff like that. You know, the the big the big differentiator there was you could control information through you could control information through the newspaper through print. Mm-hmm. And so that's how they controlled information back then. And when I say they, I mean anybody that wants to get out their side of the story and doesn't want you to see the other side of the story, which you know might be skewed or it might be completely false. So then, fast forward, let's say um, let's say thirty years. Now you have television, you know. Now you have, and then you have color television, and then you have years and years and years of study of of what color television can do, and then you have years of study of what colors could do. Remember, I, I took marketing for – I was a marketing major in college. So there's a reason, guys. There's a reason that, that every – almost every um, snack wrapper that you see is either going to be orange or yellow or red because it's the first color in the spectrum that you can recognize. Coke outsells Pepsi just because it's red and not blue. There's not a bunch of difference between the the taste of the two products. It's it's the packaging. It's the label. It's strategic. It's it's all my manipulation. And if you want to see something that's very interesting, if you want to see the herd mentality, if you want to see what TJ calls or what TJ was alluding to, which is the collective subconscious, and uh, I've got the link to one of his videos on the on the website. So, you know, I'm going to give myself props. I actually put up all the articles that we're going to reference tonight on the website before the show, so you guys can go there, hyperlink to it. But then there's a a video link down at the bottom, and it's called Darren Brown um, Assassination. And what he tried to do, TJ, did you get a chance to see that today? I know you've been no, running around. No, but I do know who Darren Brown is because I used to be a magician. Myself, okay, so. so all right, so Darren Brown does, and TJ, you're going to love this. You're going to absolutely freak out when you go watch it, and I'm not going to ruin it for anybody. But TJ and I have talked about MK Ultra before, and that's a declassified project by the U.S. government back in the – I think it was back in the 50s. And what they tried to do was establish a way to assassinate a political leader and then have the person forget that they even did the assassination and revert back to um, their normal day-to-day life, um, a.k.a. Sirhan Sirhan. Sirhan Sirhan says that he has no recollection of what happened, wakes up to the event, doesn't remember the event, nothing. Takes lie detector polygraphs, passes those, they still can't figure it out. So Darren Brown says – or he says, I'm going to – I'm going to create a – a killer, and he spends 45 minutes, and he goes through an entire audience, TJ, of like 300 people, finds the best kid or the best you know, candidate, you know, highly influential, all that stuff. And you just got to watch the result of it because the result will just sit there, and you'll be astonished at the end of what, the, what happens. The only thing about that is, like I said, I used to do magic. I did magic for four years. Mm-hmm. Um, I was an underground um, magician. And, of course, Darren Brown, what he calls himself, is a mentalist. And of course, um, in mentalism magic, you know, you got different rehab color readings, warm readings. A lot of times in magic, especially when you're doing stuff like him, uh, is what we call we use stooges. Right. And what that is is basically that out of that group of 300, there's someone who has actually been paid, who you don't know has been paid to actually um, to be selected and chosen. He actually knows to act. A lot of your old school magicians during stage uh, magic did this. It was called Stooges. They was actually a part of the show, but you didn't know they was part of the show because they came in as regular people. Mm-hmm. Chris Angel does it all the time. Oh, sure. No, but what what I'm yeah, saying yeah. is when you watch this, the guy is completely under hypnosis because he sits there in an ice bath for like 20 minutes, and he's freezing. He's just frozen cold. They show like the thermometer and everything. He, they put, he basically has two of the subjects that are left, and I'm not going to give the show away. But he has these two guys left out of the whole group, right? And he's like, okay, so I got this guy to go into, you know, go into a trance really quick, and I got this guy to do it too. So he has them put their hand in this ice bucket, and they put their hand in there for like, like 13 seconds or something. And then he, you know, puts them both under, you know, hypnosis or whatever, and then has them put their hand in the bucket. And they leave their hands in the bucket for like three or four minutes. It's it's ridiculous. Now you might, I would actually like for you to watch it now and then see if you can debunk it. And let me know if that's pretty, you know, if that's plausible or not. But from what I was watching, and just with my minimal knowledge of of, of how they of how they do this stuff, I mean, he, I mean, all, all magic is involved, actually all magic is based on deception. I tell you people all that. Of course it is. It's it's hey, look over here at my left yeah. hand, and I'm going to pick your pocket with my right hand. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, because I mean, uh, plenty of times have I seen other magicians 
And like I said, I actually know some of the methods because I have learned from them where, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I have used Stooges before. I'm not going to lie. I've used a Stooges out in the mall before. And, I mean, you completely just blow people's minds. Well, hey, just do me a favor before the next broadcast. Watch it for me and then just let me know. I mean, let me know if it's plausible because what he did, I was like, okay, that's pretty plausible. But, um, you know, hey, just kind of got off on a on a random subject there. But it's um it's what we're you know the the topic of the show was basically to try to understand where everybody's coming from and what everybody's doing here, and I know we just rambled a little bit right there, but it might have been interesting to some people, so who knows? But when you see the public, and TJ, here, here's the article today, and this is what I called my friend at five o'clock, or my friend calls me at five o'clock, and I daisy chain and call TJ right afterwards and saying, please tell me that this is not real. But evidently, there was a patsy that got busted outside of the private Federal Reserve today in New York City saying that he was going to blow up the Fed. And then the article goes on to talk about how he had – and he even said it on um, on CNN in the little ticker down at the bottom – that he had links with al-Qaeda. Now, mm-hmm. TJ, you and I have heard the rumors, and we have seen the documents about how – these cops are getting these memos saying that that we're going to be the terrorists, that that constitutionalists, libertarians, Ron Paul supporters, in the Fed people, New World Order people, those people are going to be the terrorists, and they're going to link up with Al Qaeda. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there thinking, how in the heck are they going to ever pull this off? And with the public being in in the state of trance that they are, you know, not not paying attention to what real reality is, rather rather going home and putting themselves into TV land. Um, they won't know that that we have publicly funded Al Qaeda throughout Libya, and we're publicly funding them in Syria. They won't I mean, know. And it's then just they like that, that one article that came out. Uh, you know, the article that um, and this and this is this is just not covered by the New York Times. This is covered by Yahoo and other major outlets, stating that are we actually arming the next Osama bin Laden? Yeah, and, and I mean, I mean well, clearly. I mean, think the, about but, it. But the American public is listen, guys. Here, here's how it works. And I hate to, you know, pull the veil over your eyes, or you know, you know, you know, show you the wizard behind the curtain. We are an empire. Empires need enemies. Mm-hmm. So here is a great, and this is um this is a portion of that um the video called um. It's called the uh, I think it's called the um, the end of statism, but this is what this is what we're dealing with, and this is not this is not something new, guys. This is mob psychology. This is territory psychology. This is basic human instincts 101. Is that you have to be afraid of that other tribe because that other tribe might come and kill you and take your resources and rape your women and all that stuff. And, I mean, this goes back. This is like almost primal stuff. So when you see when you see stuff like Al Qaeda's in Syria, so now we got to go invade Syria, and now and now Al Qaeda's at home. And TJ, I didn't even read you the creepiest part. Okay, so yesterday morning I sent this to you, and um, actually I sent it to you this evening, and it was it absolutely blew my mind of what um, what I saw on on uh, I think it was Washington Times, and it was this state senator coming out and saying publicly this was yesterday granted yesterday that he says that we have to be we have to be more leery of al qaeda now than we ever were around 911 mm-hmm. and i'll read you the exact quote cuz it's in the links for the show here and um it's actually the number one article on the uh, on the show page link so here is the headline as soon as it pulls up and it's the washington times and it says Representative King says Al Qaeda is a greater threat now, threat now than it was back in in um, before 9/11. So magically, TJ, magically after this guy says this goes public with it, the very next day some Al Qaeda stooge is standing outside the Federal Reserve threatening to blow up the Fed, and then what's going to happen? Is that the public is, is is not even paying so much attention? They're just going to hear. Did you hear that they tried to blow up the Federal Reserve? And they don't know the Federal Reserve is a private bank that loans our government money and interest. They don't know that, but they know that the Fed's part of the quote unquote government, or at least they think that it is. And so all they're going to hear is, 
wow, al-Qaeda tried to blow up a government building. And then when you and I say we need to end the Fed, they're just going to make the association that – Terrorist, terrorist. Oh, my gosh. I mean how creepy is that? And it – and. Whoever's listening, out, right. whoever's listening out there, believe me, if you're an in the fetter, if you're a Ron Paul supporter, this should be creeping you out right now because the the general public has – I mean, listen, I, I saw a statistic the other day that only 23 percent of the general public knows who the first president of the United States was, and then we got this other article that came out that says only 23 percent of them read. I mean read a newspaper. I mean come on. My problem with the Federal Reserve is, and of course, I mean, I know other people have their um, things. The Federal Reserve can't be checked. No, it's it's a government. It's it's an independent agency. And, yeah. And, so, and, and Alan Greenspan even said that himself. He's like, "Hey, it doesn't matter who the president is. We're an independent agency. We don't really care what the president has to say. We don't care what Congress has to say." Yeah. So We're my whole thing is that um, why is a private bank actually literally being being in control of the U.S. money? Now there were some people say, "Oh, what the U.S. Mint?" Well, it's the Federal Reserve who who actually regulates the U.S. Mint of how much money to actually how much money to actually print. It's the Federal Reserve who actually do your QEs, mm-hmm. who actually pump money into the company. So therefore, they actually have more control over the U.S. money than the Mint. Really, the Mint, only thing they really do is pretty much just print the money. It's the Federal Reserve that actually decides to regulate it. So if you have a private bank that is not being checked, who knows where this money is going? The problem is the Fed needs to be audited. Now, you, you, you know, you had a Freudian slip there, but it was absolutely hysterical. You said that they loan money to the company. <laughs> <laughs> But they ain't speaking the U.S. Yeah, we are the U.S. the corporation of the United States, everyone. So if you really want to, if you really want to have some interesting insight, go look at the um, what was it, T.J. the the Act of seventeen or eighteen seventy one? Is that it? Yeah, it's something like that. But the Congress passed. Hold on a second. Oh it my! Made, <laughs> it made it made Washington D.C. an independent agency altogether, and it yeah. basically incorporated the United States. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why. See, originally. The United States wasn't in all capital letters. If you actually go back to the original um, uh, uh, Constitution, the the words United States was originally not fully capitalized. However, after this act, though, the full United States of America is capitalized. This is because at any time when you do this, it's basically stating that we are a corporation. Yep. The same reason why that your name is actually capitalized on your license because you yourself are an entity. Don't get into the strong. Yeah, we don't, we don't have all that time. All right, so if you guys want to really have some fun in your downtime, go research the straw man and find out what the straw man is. There's tons of videos out there. I've got them linked on the YouTube channel. We are not cattle TV. Watch you a bunch of those, and and just understand that 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 this system that we're under, the Federal Reserve system, because believe me, it's a system and it's global, guys. I mean. Here, here's something that really made me laugh, TJ, but also made me kind of sad too. Is when you talk to when you talk to average, you know, everyday people, and when I say average Americans, I mean people that spend the majority of their time, you know, entrenched in sports and work, and they're distracted by other things, and they got families and stuff, and they and they don't really care for stuff like this, and they're not going to really care until it really starts affecting them. And and one of the easiest ways to affect somebody is at the gas pump, and I think that that's why there's a big push. For this war with Iran, because of all the trading stuff that came out, TJ, did you hear about the trading, um, the the trade agreements that they set up? And Lindsey Williams talked about this too, yeah, but Lindsay I knew Williams, a little. Lindsey Williams said, "Watch for the trade wars." Yeah, and then what they did is they set up basically Russia, um, no China and Iran set up a trade agreement, be- mm-hmm. and they said that they weren't going to trade for oil in U.S. dollars. And I played this clip last week about the petrodollar. So what you're seeing is. You're seeing all this propaganda to go to war with Iran, and we need Syria as a stronghold. That's why we're pushing to go over there and topple Assad because we need that position. But also what makes it kind of interesting geopolitically is it – I think it's either Syria or – I think it is Syria that that's Russia's last port over there as far as a military yeah, they, port. Yeah. They, so, yeah, Russia has a port there. But see, but one thing to point out though um, – Iran doesn't want to use the U.S. petrodollar, but no. what other no, why what, would you? What no. other countries? What other countries 
didn't want to use the petrodollar, and their leaders was assassinated. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Hazi, no, not Mubarak. No, Mubarak did not want to use it. And then Gaddafi, already made an, he already made an agreement to trade in euros. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then six months later, yo, we got to go, yeah. Saddam Hussein as well didn't want to trade in it. Nah, I mean, hmm, Guys, it's, it's, it's all about mineral grabs. I mean, we're an empire. What do you need if you're an empire? You need minerals. You need to you need to keep the war machine going, mm-hmm. and that's why you move the Al Qaeda around all over the United States, all over the world, to create this overwhelming sense of fear. So here's the clip that I meant to get to, but we got on such a roll here. So here's the clip, TJ. I want you to break this down because this is solid, man, and this is what we're facing, everyone. And I'm sorry for last week. I got on here rant and raved, and 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 I made fun of the population. We really shouldn't. These guys are victims, man. These guys are real victims. They have no clue. I mean, I was clueless. I was in that same boat. I'm not like some, you know, I'm, I'm, is it omniscient? Yeah, I'm, I'm not some omniscient being that, that knew all this stuff from birth. I had to learn it. But you only learn it if you really want to. And then what we're finding is a lot of people don't want to get out of the coma because the coma is comfortable. Because I'm already sitting there in my little bubble. And if I step out of my bubble, that means that, that maybe everything that I know isn't real. And that's scary to a lot of people. But hey, I'm one of those people. I, I welcome reality. Give me the bad news. You know, I'm in sales. Like, tell me no. That's just as good as a yes to me, because then I can leave you alone and you can stop wasting my time. So here's the clip. And then TJ, I want your take on the backside. The solution to this is additional propaganda, antidepressant medications, superstition, wars. Moral campaigns of every kind. The creation of, quote, enemies. The inculcation of patriotism. Collective fears. Paranoia about outsiders and immigrants and so on. It is essential to understand the reality of the world. When you look at a map of the world, you are not looking at countries, but farms. You are allowed certain liberties, limited property ownership, movement rights, freedom of association and occupation, not because your government approves of these rights in principle, since it constantly violates them, but rather because free-range livestock is so much cheaper to own and so much more productive. It is important to understand the reality of ideologies. State capitalism, socialism, communism, fascism, democracy, these are all livestock management approaches. Some work well for long periods, state capitalism, and some work very badly, communism. They all fail eventually because it is immoral and irrational to treat human beings as livestock so what do you think, TJ? I mean, that's psychology 101, but but a lot of people don't study psychology. A lot of people don't get into anthropology, or or a lot of people don't get into history, and they don't understand that, that the middle class was actually brought around by the Black Plague. I mean, the middle class was brought around because the elites and the peasants, most of the elites got wiped out, and they couldn't afford you know, having all those peasants. So they had to create some middle level, middle serfdom. Mm-hmm. Where they would actually give them land and let them farm and then take from the land. And then they figured out, holy crap, this is a great racket. You mean I can get them to do all this stuff and then give me a portion of it? And all I got to do is sit up here on this throne with this big crown and a scepter? This is awesome. I mean, I would say that really governments really, um, in my opinion, only exist inside our minds. And the reason why I say that because um, – the only thing stopping from any group of people from, um, you know, from basically turning against the government 
is basically it's that hole inside their mind. Yeah, you know? it's it's the black uniform. Yeah. I mean, and that's what you. It's nothing but people really inside buildings giving orders. Listen, and, yeah. you know, so, if, if everybody said we're not going to do it, well, all of a sudden the government doesn't have no power. The moment they actually lose control of the people is the minute they're not a government. Yeah, and that's and the you're government. not calling for anarchy. You're just oh, yeah, trying to quit. Anarchy. I'm just you're pointing just, out well, it's you're all just, about control. Why do you guys think that they build these big mausoleums and huge structures? It's not because it's not because they have all this money. It's to intimidate you. Why do you yeah. think that they have the TSA grab your junk? It's because they know what's going on. They know that this country, this empire is on a downslide. They know that the people are going to be fed up with all these unjust wars. They know all of this stuff, and they can feel it coming. And if you can't feel it, then you need to get plugged into humanity because there's about to be a huge shift in the way that – I think in the way that we view the world, TJ. I think that – with the invention of the internet, thank thank you Al Gore for giving us the internet. I pray I, I say that prayer every night before I go to bed. Um, I think with the invention of the internet and then with the invention of social media, that we're going to create a global community, and I think that we're going to be able to self-govern eventually. Now I don't think that we're there yet because we have a lot of we have a lot of people that are they're very interested in keeping government the way it is and and keeping the status quo the way it is because they make tons and tons of money off of it. And that's why, TJ, that's why I think the New World Order is what it is, is because it's they want they want the world collective. They want the world government not to free humanity and not to get us working together and to strive for great things. They want it for the exact opposite reasons that TJ and I would want something like – I mean a world government in concept sounds great. All right, I have these same freedoms all over the world, you know, and, and except for the fact that – they give you like the eraser statements at the end of the UN. It's like, well, unless this doesn't better the UN, then scratch everything that we just told you. So you know, it's just it's like what I said last week. Just because somebody puts something down on a piece of paper doesn't mean that it's moral and doesn't mean that it's right. You know, right. we have to we have to start looking at it from from a human perspective. Much like what we were talking about before, TJ. We need to take race out of it. We need to take sex out of it. We need to take all this stuff out of it and just look at it as humans. I mean, I'm a human. You're a human. I mean, what, what? I don't have any problem with anybody on this planet, and because they're not having a problem with me, and that's what true libertarian ideas are. That's what Ron Paul was all about. If you're not bothering me, I got no problem with you. You just go on living your life, and as long as you don't run a stoplight because you're hammered drunk, we're good. I think. <clears throat> I think. Well, in my opinion, uh, now, like this is my opinion, but I believe that. Um, there isn't going to be <clears throat> a full uh, turnaround of events. I believe that what we think the awakening now, is going to be suppressed. Um, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, it will because I mean the the way this is what I see will happen. I believe that what we are. I believe that the new order will not come, but I believe that the one world order will come. I believe that what we're seeing now are just a foreshadowing of the events that will actually lead into a one world order. I do believe that um, maybe not may not be tomorrow, but sometime inside the future that the world that we know it actually will be inside total chaos. I believe that the elite, that their plan for a new world order will actually backfire, will cause a global chaos, and that will actually lead to the rise of the Antichrist and bring about the one world order. As you know now, I mean, that if you want to go inside the biblical way, but if you go inside the biblical way, then you actually see that the only person that will actually rule over the whole entire earth will be the Antichrist inside the end times. It doesn't say anything about no global elite. No, I'm just no. saying that right now. So what you're seeing now is a foreshadowing of what will lead into the one world government. So what, I mean, what does, and this is, this is just a philosophical question for everybody out there. What good does it do our media to suppress what's going on in, in, um, in Greece and in Spain? I mean, shouldn't we as citizens have a right to know what's going on all over the world? I mean, they, I saw an article the other day that they're actually now allowing the sale of rancid food, not rancid, but expired food, because people are so people are so hungry. That's a big deal, everybody. And over here in America, it's like it's like playland. 
I mean, we are we are looking at some really, really interesting stuff. And TJ, you know, when you talk about the biblical stuff, you know, I mean, it, it's so bizarre. It is so bizarre to me that that our media is supposed to be there to inform us. I mean, that's why they created media. That's why we created news, guys. I mean, the news but the, was actually but the whole created thing. by the government in order to inform the people. That's what it was established for. You were supposed to be able to to tune in for one, and that's what they were going to give them. One hour. You get one hour to just give everybody the news, and then that's it. See, look, and, see. And, and now we have cable news outlets. And guys, these there's a reason, and it frustrates me to no end. There's a reason that they have spins on all these articles. And if you watch the Daily Show and stuff, like uh, like my friend Andrew brought up last week, he'll show you how the disseminating talking points just go from one to another to another to another, and they just use different voice inflection, and it puts a completely different spin on it. But unless you're paying attention to that, unless you understand the great game, and the great game is to try to get you to consume, it's to try to get you to buy, it's to try to get you to lust after material things because after all, we are a capitalist society, and capitalism has to have products to push, and they have to have consumers. That's why you are educated to consume. You don't need all these things. It's it's propaganda pushed on you to consume. And this ADHD environment that we have here where all these psychologists are going around telling these kids they need to be put on, you know, Ritalin and they need to be put on Adderall and all these other things so they can focus. It's it's not a matter of focus. It's a matter of they need to create a nice little android that'll just listen to the programming and do whatever it's told. And you see it everywhere, and it's creeping me out, TJ. I mean, the the the, the way how I see it is that you know um, everybody has a price, and everybody wants. Okay, if I told you, Jake, that hey, I have a plan and a way to take over the whole entire world. And when we do... Oh, this is Pinky and the Brain style here? Yeah, yeah. So and so basically, when we do, if you if you basically ate me, I would give you a piece of the pie. Now, let's say I actually begin to tell you what I'm going to do, and you start saying these things, start manifesting. You're going to be like, okay, wait a minute, this guy's serious. Mm-hmm. So if he's serious, I want, you know, I want to be set up nice too. So then I start paying you money. And I give her money and gave him money. Then everybody have a piece of the pie. Meanwhile, I'm aligned to them because they really think that I'm really going to give them something once I take over the world. But once I take it over, they're going to be with everybody else. Well, that's that goes, what the media does. No, that's, that's the that, that's the paid. culture of corruption. Yeah, they have been paid to do this, and they think when it all goes down, since we actually help aid you, that we're going to get a piece of the pie. They think they're going to get no. a seat at the table. Yeah, no, no. That's not how it works. <laughs> Because once again, it gets back to – these just boil down to basic philosophical ideals, people. Myself, I'm a good person. I'm an honest person. I'm you know, truthful almost to a fault. I'll tell you exactly what I feel. If I don't like your idea, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you what my opinion is, and I don't care if you, if you like it or not. It's my opinion. I'm entitled to it just like you're entitled to your opinion. But what you have is – you have now a nation of followers, and you have a nation of people that want to be – and this is what I talk about, TJ, because it scares me, man. You have a nation of people that want to be led, and they want to look to this one – they want to look to one person and hold that person as like the authority, the ultra-authority. you know. And that's what really creeps me out. And then you have all of this – you have all this programming going on around you, the psychological programming of, you know, getting bossed around by the TSA and you know, here here's something that I that I thought was interesting. You know, when I was talking to a couple of my friends and 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 uh one of them was a uh, he was a student out in, in Texas for a while and he used to talk about how in high school that their high school was really crowded and all the teachers would do was stand out in the hallways and start barking at them, telling them to keep moving and keep moving and keep moving. And then I started thinking about the Charlotte Isserby stuff, and if you guys don't know who she is, I would highly recommend looking her up and watching her YouTube videos. She was the she was the chief edu- or policy edu- or chief of policy at the Department of Education during the during the Reagan years, and she talks about how they're conditioning kids from a very young age to mindlessly accept authority, 
And that's what really scares me is that is that if you get them young enough, TJ, you and I both know this because we've studied history. You get them young enough, you get you know at, at the end, guys. Do you back in history? If you go back and read it, it really gets crazy. Hitler had thirteen year olds in the army. Because he couldn't find anybody else, and then if the kids decided they weren't going to go in, he would just shoot them. I mean, it was history is you know history and reality is stranger. If than you fiction. actually if you actually get the mind while it's young and fresh, and while it actually hasn't been taught certain things, you can then mold the mind into what you want it to be. And we're and, getting programmed from these yeah. you know from these little from television. Guys, television, I, I love it to death, but man, it I mean, it is getting creepy out there. I'm seeing subliminals out there that are really messing with my head. I jumped up the other day. My wife and I watched this show called Grimm, and it was unbelievable because what what the show was about, it was about this girl that was um they thought that she was being taken by this guy, right? So TJ, they go out and look for this. They look for this little girl, and they look for the guy that you know supposedly took her. And guess what he's hiding out in? He's hiding out in a prepper shelter. Oh wow! And he's <laughs> underground. And they're like, "Oh my God, the shelter's buried!" Wow! And so they open up the prepper shelter, and he's got storable food. And they're like, "What's going on in here? This guy's waiting for the apocalypse or something." Like it's completely bizarre. You know, our forefathers used to do this. People, our forefathers used to jar food because they lived through the depression. Oh. They know. I mean, this is not something new, but now it's looked at like today. Like, what are you doing? Why are you storing food? You could just go to the grocery store. Just complete bizarreness. So it gets even better, TJ. So now they bring in the the, the police, right? And you can go watch this episode on uh, NBC.com, or you can go watch it on On Demand if you guys have uh, Comcast. Um, I don't plug them at all. Just that's what I have, and I know it's there. But literally, TJ. When they go in with the cops to try to find this guy, they're running around in full riot gear with riot helmets on in the woods. Wow. I'm like – Who does that? <laughs> Those aren't cops. That's paramilitary police, and you see it everywhere. You saw it in the um, – TJ, I'll have to send you the video. Have you seen the video of the Anaheim riots where they were going out there rubber bulleting these people and just protesting because one of their one of their fellow – Citizens got shot in the back. He was unarmed, got just basically shot, and the cop didn't get in trouble, and you know nothing happened. And so the the community rallied around itself as it should, and 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 just you know marched on the city hall and was like, hey, we demand you know somebody get in some kind of trouble for this. And so you know what the police response was: suit up in your Darth Vader outfits, run through downtown, and start rubber bulleting people, and then shotgun beanbagging people. That was the, that's the answer. That's not the answer, guys. But they just they they're getting us all conditioned to this. And just you know, after you listen to the broadcast, just watch it, guys. Watch the television and pay close attention to what you're being sold because whether you believe it or not, you're being sold. And that's why I love that Darren Brown guy so much because like you said TJ, he's a mentalist and he would put like all sort of subliminal messages in places and then tell people to draw something. And he would draw the exact same that he put all the subliminals everywhere, and he would draw it and show it to them. They're like, "How did you do that?" And he's like, "Because I know would how you're like. You're would being it be like a uh, would it be like a dog or a fish or something small?" So he he had them, and this is really quick, and you'll be able to find this on YouTube. We got about a minute left. He had this advertising; these two advertising gurus come in. And he's like, "I want you to create a um an an advertisement for a um a taxidermist." And he showed up a picture of a bear and all this stuff. And so they draw they draw this picture, and it's a picture of a bear playing a harp, and then it's standing next to the gates of heaven. And then he's like, let me show you how you came to that. And he drew the exact same picture, exact same shapes, everything. He's yeah, like, I've seen David Blaine do something like that. He's like, let me show you how you did that. And from the time that they picked him up in the car, he had like little pictures everywhere. But mm -hmm. their subconscious was picking it up, but their conscious mind wasn't. So when they thought about it, they're like, oh, this makes sense. And it's just craziness. So understand, guys, that even if you think – that you're not being manipulated, there is a portion of your brain subconsciously or consciously that's being manipulated at all times. And just understand the more conscious you are and the more informed you are and the more aware you are, the better you can understand reality and the better decisions you can make. TJ, you got any closing comments before we sign off? No. Oh, well, I guess that's it, guys. <laughs> 
say, hey, tune in to us next Wednesday. Um, big shout-out to all the people at We Are Change Atlanta. Thank you for the conference call invite on Saturday. It was great. Lots of good information there. Um, there's a concert in um, – I believe I'm going to miss this, but there is a concert on November 3rd. It's a it's a Liberty concert up in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Everybody try to make it. Uh, you can find it on the website. I'll put it on my website. Everybody, thanks for tuning in again. And once again, as we say always, get a friend, get informed, and get involved. And love liberty and be informed, everyone. Take care. Thanks for listening.